Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, following Him through the valleys, over peaks, down rivers, and on the waves in the great Northwest. Always now, always following His lead. Well, this is Dust Kunkel, the Executive Assistant to uh, President Lineman of the Northwest District, and I'm sitting here at uh, kind of a busy office uh, today with you, Paul. Yep. It's good to be here, Dust. I'm really thankful for the chance that we're going to have to have some conversation about leadership and, and how we go about our business in our part of the kingdom. Well, we kind of had to we had to shut the door because there's all kinds of stuff going on, right on. outside mm-hmm. around us and, and grab a few minutes. But that's kind of how it is a lot of times you when you're a leader is you kind of have to make time for things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is our first podcast, and I just figured we'd start out with kind of answering that question. Well, why are we doing this anyway? Right. Well, that's a great question. And I think there's a couple of thoughts that, that I have about that. Primarily, I think it's important for us in the times in which God has placed us to be thinking proactively and to be and to be looking down the road as to where ministry's going and the the changing nature of the culture in which mm-hmm. he's put us. And as we look down the road, uh, we need to help each other anticipate and prepare for what's ahead. The other reason that I really want to do this is um, I sense that in the environment of the church today that there's a, a lot of negativity in blogging and podcasts that are out there. Sarcasm seems to be kind of the name of the game. And rather than have another one of those, I'd like to try to provide a positive voice that tries to be encouraging and helpful to people as they think about their role in the kingdom of God. So those are kind of yeah. my two two targets that I want to shoot out with these podcasts. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm glad you decided you wanted to do it. I, I know mm-hmm. in my personal life, sarcasm tends to be an easy way out. So it's I, I appreciate that uh, we're sort of building this whole thing around thinking positively about about going forward as God's people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not talking about just positive thinking, right? We're oh, talking not about at all. Something different than just having a positive outlook on well, things. Well, you know, the positive force in the world is the gospel. Yeah, the God's love in in Jesus Christ for people, and and thinking about that in ways that people will first hear it and then have the opportunity to respond to it is really what this is about. I, mm-hmm. I think ministry is is anticipating the needs of people and, and seeking to bring that gospel message of how much they are loved by the almighty, eternal, all-powerful God who made this world mm-hmm. and, and that his love for them is totally unconditional. Mm. It's not based on anything that they do or anything that they can be. It's about the fact that he loves first and that changes the game. And if we can communicate that, then we're doing what God's asked us to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that changes the game. It when does. We get a chance to communicate that. That's right. That's right. Well, that's 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 really cool. So the gospel is a game changer, mm-hmm. and it's it's not just what we know. It's really a way of life. It's right. a way of living with one another. Right. It does have a knowledge component, mm-hmm. but that knowledge has to make itself evident in the way that we are with each other relationally, right. and and the way that we respond to even people that are not a part of the church, sometimes especially that we mirror and reflect the love that Jesus has for us to the people that we encounter, whether that's people within ministry or people that we meet in the street. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what God's given us to do. 
So, Paul, I'm, I'm struck by that metaphor you just shared. So can you double-click on that and the mirror thing. Uh-huh. Say, can you say more about that? Well, it, this is a picture that's been uh, a part of my ministry for a long time, that there's, there's not one of us mm-hmm. that has within ourselves mm-hmm. the ability to point to the love of God or, or to give people yeah. love. We don't have that love inherently. We receive it. Yes. And then what God gives us the chance to do is the chance to reflect it mm. to the people in our lives. So it's really his love. Mm. Um, the picture that I've used many, many times over the years, and I think in just about every wedding sermon I've ever preached, <laughs> is a picture of the moon. Mm. Because uh, the moon is is something that's prominent. It's, it's uh, a picture of romance and, mm. and love in our world. I mean, the full moon, you know, yes. walking hand in hand in the light of a full moon it's yeah. a, it's a pretty romantic picture and yet we know that all by itself the moon is just a big cold rock yes. it doesn't have anything of life in it it's it's dead but when it's in the proper position with the sun it it reflects uh the light of the sun in such a way yeah. that it, it creates a different experience for us and it, it changes who our, our our way of seeing it and I, I like to see us that way, too, mm. that without that light of the love of God in our lives, we are dead, too. Yes. But when God's light and his love shines on us, it brings us to life. And mm. other people get the opportunity to see that light mm-hmm. in us. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty, it's a, it's a responsibility for sure, but it's really a privilege that we have of being light in the lives of people. But it's not our light. Yeah. It's God's light. Yeah, that's right. And, and as we reflect it, they get a chance to see him. That's what this is all about. It's that reflection thing. As you were talking about the moon, I was thinking some people who are listening to this may not know me or know that I grew up in West Africa. My right. folks were missionaries there and spent my first 17 years there. But uh, in West Africa, at least in Ghana, where I lived, they had this great uh, name for the moon. They call it the poor man's lantern. (laughs) (laughs) You're out in the dark and on a dark night and you don't even have a lantern. But uh, there's the moon. And if it's full enough, you can can really see your way. You you can actually, in a dark night, see where the path is. and It casts a shadow. It casts a shadow. Yeah, I've had nights that... That old Cat Stevens song about the moon shadow, right? Right, right. So that's a great picture for us as we mm-hmm. get into this conversation about leadership. And um, so let's actually, that's a good segue. So here at our district office in the last year or so, we've been talking about uh, our work being basically helping leaders do their best work together. Right, So right. kind of dig into that a little bit for us now. We, we've lifted that up as a paradigm for the way we're approaching the work that we do with our congregations and schools and RSO ministries and the workers, the professional workers that are a part of those. Um, We are not the frontline people in ministry. We are support people. And so as we think about our role in making a difference Mm -hmm. for the sake of the gospel, we're seeking to help those people that are in those frontline ministries Mm -hmm have the tools and resources and encouragement they need to do their best work, but not to do it in isolation, but to do it in Mm -hmm. the context of a community 
that we are a part of, mm-hmm. but that are the other congregations that are around them, you know, we divide up into mm-hmm. circuits and things. And for our educators, they have a community that they function in too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that our, our, our education execs work hard at trying to bring right. people together into those communities so that they can be helpful to one another, mm-hmm. the networking aspect. And, and we're trying to help all these people in the various callings that they have, mm-hmm. have the resources, the encouragement they need to do their best work as leaders in right. the church, but to do it in community. Right. That's what we're about. Right where they are. And, and we're really talking about not a top-down approach to, to leadership at all. Not we're talking at all. about something else. Well, and it, that's our polity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that we've talked a little bit about demystifying the Constitution of the Lutheran Church, Missouri <laughs> Synod. Right. And, you know, it is kind of a mystery because I don't think most people really take the time to read it. Yeah. Um, it's just out there. Mm-hmm. But there is a there's an underlying philosophy or approach mm-hmm. to organization, the organization of our church body, that is is the antithesis of a top-down that's model. Right. Yeah. It is definitely a grassroots model because we say that the unit of authority in the church is the congregation. That's correct. Yeah. And and they're the ones that get to make decisions about how they're going to go about mission and ministry in their community. Um, we, we call it congregational self-governance. Mm-hmm. It's not autonomy. You know, I've, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been corrected on that enough to really have <laughs> that stuck in my head. There's a difference between autonomy and being self-governing. That's right. Yeah. Self-governance okay. means that each congregation gets to decide mm-hmm. how it's going to implement its mm-hmm. ministry, but it does it in the context of what uh, former uh, chairman or executive director of the the Commission on Theology and Church Relations, Sam Nafsker, uh-huh. used to call our covenants of love with yeah. each other. Co- the covenants of love that we have say that we're going to seek to do ministry together as a synod, which is what synod means, walking together, that we're going to walk together as a synod, Mm. but that within those boundaries that we discern together, Mm -hmm. that we have the opportunity to uh, decide how it's going to be embodied in our particular location at a particular time. Yeah. There's also opportunity within that walking together to have disagreements with one another and that what we do is we seek to look at the word of God first mm-hmm. as the final authority, the sole uh, norm for faith and practice. Yeah. Um, and then the lens that we look through is our confessions, the Lutheran right. confessions in the Book of Concord. So we use the Book of Concord to help us discern uh, what the scriptures say, because we say they're an accurate reflection yes. of what the scriptures say. Mm-hmm. And then we have conversation about uh, answering the two Lutheran questions. Mm-hmm. What does this mean Yes, in our time and in our context? Thank you, Martin Luther. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> and the second one right. that we don't think about as much, how is this done? Yeah. So, you know, once we get a sense for what this means. Now, was that Katie Luther's uh, question? Is Martin Luther with the what? No, what Katie Luther's mean? question said, was, done? and now what are you going to do, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Um, we, we, have to, we have to together figure out how we're going to yeah. get the job done. And, and again, there's that tension point between what we agree to yep. as a body walking together and what an individual congregation or ministry right. is going to do as they put it into mm. practice in their space. But as I'm listening to you, it's a, it is a kind of a sequence, though, for us. It starts mm-hmm. on the ground, 
Uh, it starts with our congregations. It starts with the it word of God. The word of God in a congregation. Yeah. yeah. It starts with the word of God and the call that we have to ministry. It that is expressed in a context. Uh huh. Um, and I'll, you you know better as much as I do that uh, we've got so many different contexts of, yes. of ministry situations in the Northwest District alone, oh, yeah. much less the Synod. Um, yeah. That that call of the gospel in a particular context, and then the the putting into play yep. what it's going to look like and how we're going to go about fulfilling the responsibilities that the Great Commission yeah. gives us to make disciples. Well, it's one of the things that's... Uh, that it's one of the reasons I'm still in the LCMS is this idea that uh, the grassroots really matters to us and always has. Yeah, right. And that uh, in a time that's even more, it's very changing for us with so many transitions going on for us, not just in the church, but all over the place, that we actually have a structure uh, at the grassroots that supports us um, kind of sort of being flexible and, and being able to respond to the needs in our community. You've just listened to the Now Leading Podcast hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Share your leading learnings with your fellow Now Leaders at Now District LCMS on Facebook and Now Dist LCMS on Twitter. Post an insider to at hashtag Now Lead This and hashtag Northwest Leading. Right now, take a moment. And with everything you've just heard in mind, consider one action you will take today. Now, go and make it happen.